What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Hello there, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. Today is Monday, August the 28th. Where in the heck did August go? Whew. I mean, it's almost over, guys. Uh, this is Monday, August the 28th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 916 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. Wow, they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. And let me tell you something. We have got another great show for you. And it begins with our regular Monday guest, who I've already been communicating with via the old text message machine. Uh, he is the, uh, he's the dean of ENC Sports Talk host and the host of The Drive with Mark Panicelli. It can be heard Monday through Friday at 107.5 in New Bern. And in Greenville and uh, pretty much anywhere where you're at here in Lenore County, if you put it on 107.5, I don't know if you're getting the Greenville station. I don't know if you're getting the Newburn station. It depends on where you are in the county, but you can listen to uh, Mark Panicelli 5 to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. In fact, right after the replay of this show uh, on uh, his awesome stations from 3 to 5 p.m., but uh Man, do we have a lot to talk to Mark about today. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the the uh, Coke Zero 400 or whatever they call it at uh, Daytona Saturday night, but, uh, man, it was exhilarating. It was a good race, but had one of the scariest, uh, one of the first times in a long time that I've seen a, a wreck at a NASCAR race. Not that I've watched a lot of NASCAR over the last 25 or 30 years. I have over the last three or four years. Thank you, Paul Whittington. But, uh, man, I'm telling you, one of the uh, scariest wrecks I've seen in a long, long time. Ryan Priest just barrel rolls down uh, the uh, front stretch. And uh, got to tell you, I mean, there were some uh, some scary times in that one. When he finally stopped rolling and the car's just sitting there and you don't see the window net go down. And uh, it was. It was pretty scary. But, man. As many shots as I take at NASCAR, and God knows I do here and there, uh, one thing that NASCAR has absolutely done, and they deserve all the credit in the world for this, is just the way they have improved their safety. And uh, to see how that car actually stayed together. I mean, I know uh, Paul, who's our absolute NASCAR expert, uh, has uh, explained to us uh, a lot over the last, uh, you know, or every time he visits. The uh, the way they kept that car together, the way they keep parts tethered to it so it's not flying all over the place, the way that they've got uh, the cabin stays together, the the harness that they use, the way the head doesn't jerk around because of uh, the headrest that they use too. I'm telling you something, Ryan Priest, for him to come walk, to climb out of that car 
and be able to walk under his own power. Now, they kept him in the hospital overnight. If you've not seen that, you need to uh, follow me on Twitter or check out my Twitter feed at BC Hanks. I retweeted. Uh, and, yes, I refuse to say reposted and that it's X. I mean, it, that's just stupid. Yes, I'm talking about Twitter. Back to Ryan Priest. If uh, you've not seen that wreck yet, and I don't know how you have it with how many times it's been shown on on TV and replays and Facebook and all that, just go to my Twitter feed, at BC Hanks. I've got a – I retweeted it. And – it's amazing. I mean, and I'm talking about just amazing how that car held together 10 barrel rolls. It, it flipped 10 times, and yet uh, he got out of that, walked out of that. So anyway, uh, regardless of all that, uh, just a great race altogether. Uh, Scott Whittington, very happy. His favorite driver and a lot of people's favorite driver, uh, Bubba Wallace, makes it into the uh, playoffs by the skin of his teeth. And, uh, it's going to be a good, it's going to be a, just a great championship race over the next 10 races. And, uh, we'll be talking to Mark about that. Uh, I don't know what else we'll talk to him about. We've got a lot of stuff. College football begins this week. Uh, ECU travels to Michigan. That is a big deal. Uh, still 35 and a half point underdogs. And I got to tell you, we'll, we'll make our official picks where, and I don't get it twisted. I mean, I love ECU. I'm a season ticket holder. I have my own parking space, everything. Love, 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 uh, ECU football. Love what Mike Houston is doing there, but this is Michigan. Okay. And uh, what we'll talk, I, I think our main topic of conversation with Panicelli in regards to that game is going to be, do you take the 35 and a half points? Do you think ECU can keep it that close? Because, I mean, dude, when you look at it this way, they've got to score, when I say they, Michigan has, I mean, Michigan's already behind 35 and a half to nothing when that game starts. And, uh, man, I, I don't know, man. I uh, I feel myself uh, probably going to take the points. I'm going to take ECU in the points. Now, do I have any... I mean, dude, miracles can happen, okay? And I really hope that ECU can pull this thing off. But, uh, I mean, I'm talking about pull a victory off. But I'll be happy with, uh, you know, putting a couple of jelly beans on uh, ECU covering that spread because I really think that's going to be possible. Um, We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed VSIN, and I know I'm getting off. I haven't even told you everybody's going to. I tell you what, let's get to that in a second. Hey, our second hour, we're going to have three guests in our second hour, including a very special guest right here live in my plush, well-lit, well-protected uh, studio here on Whitehall Drive. Uh, it's been a long time since he's been on, too. Very much looking forward to having Seraphim Smith in here. He's going to, uh, I don't even know what we're going to talk to him about. Uh, he's not a big sports guy. We'll talk about stuff going on here in the community. Uh, he's doing shooting something for uh, United Way with me this morning. So uh, I told him, hey, just come on in. We're, it's Monday morning quarterback time here in Kinston or here on the Brian Hanks show. But I would love for him to come in and co-host the second hour. So that's what he's going to do. So uh, like I said, just my good friend, all around good dude, Seraphim Smith. He'll be helping us uh, co-host our second hour, which is our Monday morning quarterback hour. And as part of that, about 10 minutes into our second hour, we're going to be joined by Aiden Grifton, head football coach, Paul Cornwell. His Chargers are now 2-0 and after another road win, this time at Martin County on Friday. They went 17-7. to There's one thing we're realizing about this Aiden Grifton Chargers team, that defense. Now, they're 2-0. and 
That defense has only given up 15 points in two games, man. Uh, listen, we knew Paul Cornwell coming back to Aiden Grifton that it was going to be just a change in everything. And uh, doggone it, 2-0. and They didn't even win a game last year. I think they only won two games a year before that. And uh, I'm t- don't, don't ever, ever, ever freaking tell me that a, uh, a coach doesn't make a difference because I'm telling you, Paul Cornwell – has made all the difference in the world at Aiden Griffin. So anyway, he'll be our uh, he'll be our first football guest on Monday morning quarterback, and then about twenty minutes into our second hour, Parrot Academy head football coach Matt Beeman is going to be joining us uh, on and both uh, uh, Coach Cornwell and Coach Beeman joining us on our Spence Automotive guest line. And speaking of Keith Spence, man, he just sent me the truest text that has ever been sent. Paul Cornwell is a freaking magician. Yes, he is. I mean, to take a team that, again, I mean, they were 0-10 last year, and it wasn't just 0-10, and there were some close losses in there. I guess there might have been a couple, but I'm telling you, Aiden Grifton just looked horrible. I walked the sideline with Paul, uh, with Paul, with uh, Keith Spence last year, I believe, for the Green Central game. Maybe it was Green Central. I don't remember, but I know I saw Aiden Grifton a couple of times last year, but definitely the Aiden Grifton or the uh, Green Central game in which they got beat 64-7 to in that game. And it was, I hate to even say this, it wasn't even that close. And to see what uh, Paul Cornwell did in that game, or uh, has done this season, uh, has just been amazing. So, uh, like I said, uh, Paul Cornwell, Matt Beeman will be joining us about 20 minutes into the second hour. Man, I've got a confession to make. I've already texted him. In fact, he just hit me up right now. <sighs> I... Uh, if you listen to the game Friday night, and I hope you did with myself, Hall of Fame coach uh, Jimmy Smith, uh, Keith Spence, and Paul Whittington, and Jason Bryant, uh, we do our picks uh, before the game, and I don't know what the heck I was thinking. I picked against Parrot Academy, against Northwest Halifax. Oh, they only led the game by 37 points at halftime, one by 23, and I'm talking about Parrot Academy. And uh, so I'm going to let uh, Matt Beeman, which in my defense is like the last well, now I did pick against them in the first game of the year against uh, Harold's Christian Academy. Uh, but, man, I should never have picked against uh, Parrot. And, uh, man, I just uh, just am embarrassed, and they end up winning that game. Thank you to Shane Albee for all the updates from uh, Parrot Academy Friday night, which, by the way, that is where we're going to be. Thursday night, that's right, not Friday night this week. It is a Labor Day weekend, so we've got half our teams playing Thursday night, half our teams playing Friday night, and uh, Jason Bryant has uh, moved us up a night, and we will be uh, doing the Davis Wholesale Tire Game of the Week, Wake Christian at Parrot Academy. That should be a uh, should be a pretty good game. Can I tell you something? I will be picking Parrot Academy <laughs> Friday night, or I mean Thursday night. I learned my lesson. I believe that is how, I think maybe that's how Paul Whittington lost last year was picking against Parrot Academy a couple of times. Or maybe, I, I don't remember. I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, I need to get everybody updated on our standings too because uh, Coach Smith led after the first week, and I was so just depressed. I mean, I picked against Kinston this past Friday night, and what did Kinston do? They uh, Now, that was a hell of a game. We're going to talk about it here in a little bit. We're going to try to get Diesel on the phone with us uh, tomorrow morning uh, to uh, talk about that game. I'm telling you something, man. 
That was one of the best football games. Well, why don't we go ahead and try again? Let me just tell you real quick. Uh, again, uh, here in our first hour, we're going to have Mark Panicelli in less than 10 minutes. Our second hour, Seraphim Smith, Paul Cornwell, Matt Beeman, and then the birthday game. So we have got a full show for you today. Uh, i tell you what, before we get into all, uh, everything that happened, let me thank uh, our, our awesome sponsor of uh, the title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show. It's Lenore Community College. And for more than 65 years, LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kenston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much to uh, Richie Honeycutt, Dr. Rusty Hunt, all the folks over at Lenore Community College for being the title sponsor of the Brian Hank Show. We absolutely, truly do appreciate every single, uh, every single one of them and just everybody that's been so good to us from Lenore Community College. Listen, if you are thinking you can't uh, get in, I know late registration is still underway. I believe it goes into the uh, into the second week. So if you've not registered yet, you can. Hey, uh, just a heads up to Catherine Pearson is going to be with us um, in our second hour on Wednesday. So looking forward to having her on here. And, man, just a, a great week of shows here. And a special thing happening on Thursday, too. We'll tell you about that uh, when, we, when we, we get a little, we get another day or two closer to Thursday. But let's just say uh, our good friend Jason Bryant is going to be uh, doing a takeover of the show on Thursday. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Sorry, my whistle was getting uh, – needed a wet – my whistle was getting dry, so I needed to wet my whistle there a little bit. Okay. <clears throat> Let's uh, tell you what, let's, uh, we'll do football last here. Let's do uh, the Down East Wood Ducks. They're now 25 and 29 overall. They've now lost two in a row. They lost yesterday. They're in fourth place in the Carolina League North. They're seven games behind the hated Carolina Mudcats. Not going to catch them as there's only, there are only, what, about 21 games left in the season. I guess they could, uh, but doesn't matter even if they did. They're still the first-half champions during the playoffs. But uh, they are on the road for a six-game series at the hated Mudcats in the armpit of North Carolina, Zebulon, North Carolina this week. And uh, just hope, uh, you know, they don't catch any diseases from those uh, locker rooms or the clubhouse or anything like that. And they come back completely healthy. That's right, Greg Clemens. I said it. Uh, but – uh they are, like I said, they're uh, they're on the road for a six-game series at the Hated Mudcats this week, but they return home for their final regular season home series a week from tomorrow on Tuesday. They'll take on the Augusta Green Jackets. Uh, don't forget to uh, get tickets for that. It's a six-game homestand. I know there's a big jersey giveaway on Saturday night of that series. But uh, the playoff, But don't forget the playoffs, too. Get your tickets now. Playoffs begin Tuesday, September the 12th on the road, but the first home playoff game will be Thursday, September the 14th, which is literally, what, two weeks away, a little bit over two weeks away 
So uh, get your tickets for that. And also, don't forget, yes, I'm going to keep plugging it. You will get your very own free. You heard John Clemens and I talking about it this past Wednesday. You will get your very own absolutely free uh, rally towel brought to you by the Brian Hanks Show. That's right. Uh, you'll have your own white rally towel that when uh, the when the Woodies are beating the crap out of whoever we're playing in the playoffs, and hopefully it is the uh, and hopefully it is the uh, hated Carolina Mudcats that they're playing in the uh, in the first round. That you can wave your rally towel and and yell and scream for our Woodies. That's going to be fun. That's going to be a lot of fun. But, again, that's September the 14th. Uh, for tickets, go to woodducksbaseball.com or visit the team's box office at Historic Granger Stadium. LCC Volleyball is now 3-2 and two, uh, after Saturday's three sets to two home victory at the Sportatorium over Bryant and Stratton. That was a Region 10 match, too. Uh, they have two matches this week, but both on the road. Tuesday, tomorrow night, they're at Pitt Community College at 6 o'clock. And then Thursday, they travel to Sanford to take on uh, Central Carolina Community College, and that begins at 6.30. Then they're off until next week after that. So good luck to uh, Coach Shelley Barnes, Coach David Barnes, and LCC Volleyball. And uh, it should be uh, some good matches, man. That team, that They've really turned around. They really have turned around. They're doing a great job this year. Hey, the uh, FIBA World Cup Basketball tournament uh, began Saturday for Brandon Ingram and the USA team. They uh, won 99-72 to against New Zealand. Brandon started. He finished with two points, two rebounds, three assists, and a steal in 16 minutes. They started out a little bit slow. Uh, fell behind by 10, but uh, rallied back, won that game. Uh, they play this morning against Greece. In fact, that will be started before we even end the show here today. Uh, that game starts at 8.30 from the Philippines. I believe they, it, they're either 12 or 13 hours ahead of us. I don't know exactly. But uh, regardless, uh, we'll be able to give you a live update. How often can we do that on a, on a 7 to 9 a.m. show? But we're going to be able to do that for you uh, here uh, on uh, the Brian Hanks Show. <laughs> Uh, don't forget the cops walk is, uh, this Thursday at King's restaurant, uh, man, a, a bunch of great details. Let's give you those real quick. It's uh, from four to 9 PM at King's restaurant. Go there before you go to a football game on Friday night. And, uh, you can, uh, 10% of all sales will be donated to the cops walk benefiting concerns of police survivors. Bring your friends and family to, uh, King's restaurant, highway 70 and enjoy the best barbecue around. Uh, the event will be taking place in a sit-down area of the restaurant, not the takeout side. Barbara Crum uh, Backer, who was on the show uh, one day last week, she's going to be joining us on Thursday to remind you of it. But, again, uh, these are for family members of fallen police officers. And, again, plan on going out there Thursday night uh, between 4 and 9. Like I said, if you're going to a football game like I and Jason Bryant and Paul Whittington and the Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Smith and Keith Spence, then um, – uh, go out there and uh, grab you some dinner early and then head out to your game. So, uh, again, you can support a, a very, very good uh, event there that is raising money, like I said, for uh, folks whose uh, family members have fallen in the line of duty. Uh, Bradfest is going to be uh, Saturday, October the 21st at Pearson Park in downtown Kinston. Uh, we're going to have Allie Warnock and Chris Moore back on here as we get closer to that. 
But, heck, what is it? It's only about seven weeks away now. It's going to be here before we know it. 3 to 9 p.m. at Pearson Park. Uh, the bands are going to include the Something Else Band with our good friend Mickey Weatherington, the Wicked Shimmies, Dewdrops 8-track, and the headliner, and one of Brad's favorites, the Mac and Juice Quartet. There's going to be an after party at Stanley's Saloon with the Mad Fiddler. Listen, I can, uh, I love how the community has got behind this. I think they've got probably close to 30, 35 sponsors, and the Brian Hanks Show is one of the premier sponsors for it too. So uh, very excited. Again, that's going to be October the 21st. Uh, thank you, Jason Bryant, for this reminder that uh want to congratulate uh dr gary wojeski uh one of the another one of the good guys in our area i serve on the parks and rec commission with him he won that sweet carolina panthers helmet that was brought to you by uh chris hatcher and elite land management i mean and it was a sweet helmet i know jason got to the game friday night he said he uh talked to uh dr wojeski on his way to the game and he was very excited so congratulations dr wojeski for winning that uh, Carolina Panthers helmet brought to you again by Chris Hatcher and Elite Land Management. So uh, there you go. Uh, that gets you caught up on everything. I tell you what, let's tell you about Spence Automotive. When my car is sick, where do I take it? When Where do I take it when it needs new tires? By God, I take it to... Um, I take it to Spence Automotive. Located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone building next to the Piggly Wiggly and Big Lots. Spence Automotive is owned by our good friend Keith Spence and local sports riding legend. And, man, I got to tell you, uh, love that guy, man. He has really helped us out a lot in the last couple of weeks. He has been our official statistician for the games and, uh, like I said, just bringing a lot to us too, helping us out there too. But uh, Spence Automotive open Monday through Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires, too. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-686-5011 the next time you need your car serviced or when you need new tires and tell him the Brian Hanks show sent you. Wait a minute, w with permission, could I tell him that uh, Mark Panicelli and the drive with Mark Panicelli sent him there, too? Yes, you can. <laughs> Very good. Spence is listening right now, too. So, Spence, text me back and let me know. If someone walks in there and they say, the drive with Mark Panicelli sent them, what kind of discount <laughs> did they get? What do, you, what do you think he should give them? <laughs> he may say, who? <laughs> no, uh, he... uh, get out of here. Um, <laughs> um, no, listen, I, whatever, it, it's going to be affordable and it's going to be well worth it because he's going to take care of car on the road and uh there's nobody better spence automotive ah he even has already messaged me back he said i will take care of them i promise i don't know what that means right. i guess see now i don't know if you know this or not but when they go in there and they say the brian hanks show sent them i think he charges them 10 to 15 percent more so maybe if he says you know the mark <laughs> panicelli that mark panicelli sent him maybe he'll take off you know uh, that 10 to 15 percent he added on the, the the hank surcharge as we call it yes yeah, exactly. So, uh, dude, I mean, there's a lot I want to talk. I tell you what, I, I love you are the voice of uh, New Burns Bears uh, football, the defending 4A state champs, and uh, we need that. It is Monday morning quarterback time. We're going to have uh, Paul Cornwell and Matt Beeman on in our second hour, but there's no better way to start it than when we have our weekly visit with Mark Panicelli. How did those New Burn Bears do Friday night? Well, they got a win. Uh, 
to improve to two and zero on the season, and uh, took on uh, a Northern Guilford team that uh, you know gave the Bears their first deficit of the season. In fact, at one point, uh, led this game by a touchdown. So it was good to see uh, the Bears face a little adversity after the shutout in Week One, where everything went right, went their way. They had a little bit of trouble to start the game, and uh, were able to find a way back. The highlight was uh, was junior kicker uh, Wyatt Jackson, Action Jackson, a and get this forty six yard field goal. In, in high school football, yes, I said it, a 46-yard field goal, which was a school record. Uh, as you well know, you don't see a lot of field goal attempts, let alone uh, a coach confident enough to give a kicker uh, that sort of go-ahead. They thought about going for it for, I think, uh, a little bit longer field goal, but it was against the wind a little later, and they decided against it, but... Bears walk away with the win and now get set for a county rivalry against the West Craven team that's coming off of their first loss of the season against East Duplin. But anytime those two teams get together, the schools are only, gosh, I don't know, about 15 minutes apart from each other if you can catch traffic right. So it's uh, it should be a fun Labor Day weekend as uh, West Craven and Newburn will square off. Uh, and again, uh, Newburn 2-0 and and West Craven coming off of their, their first loss of the season against East Duplin. But it was uh, it was a, a fun night, as always, and, and good to see. I don't know where you, where you guys were, but after the hot afternoon we had, it cooled off nicely, and we had, had a nice little breeze out there on Friday night, which was, uh, well, it was a lifesaver, Brian. Well, you being closer to the beach than we are a lot closer, it must have been a lot cooler there because it was hot. What? Now, I got to admit, we did have a little bit of breeze, as the, like you said, as the game went on, but it wasn't as bad as the week before, but uh, we were at Kenston, by the way, Green Central at Kenston, and one of the most exciting, dude, four touchdowns scored in the final five minutes of the game, uh, and uh, Kenston recovered. They were down by two touchdowns, and uh, came back and won 34-29 to over uh, Jay Wilson and uh, the Green Central Rams, and a heck of a game. I mean, if I, and it could have gone either way. I mean, Green Central had the ball. Two minutes left to go with an opportunity to uh, to take the lead back after he had switched hands, like I said, three times in the final five minutes or so. But uh, but an interception ended the game on our side. But, man, we had a heck of a game. Dude, it's just fun. I mean, I, it's fun here. I mean, how big is this? Uh, now, I know Newburn Havelock is big. I know Havelock, uh, Wes Craven is, uh, is big. You know, I guess I don't know if they play every single year or not. But anyway, my point being, even for up here in Lenore County, we know Newburn and West Newburn versus West Craven. That's a that's a big matchup, isn't it? Oh yeah, this uh, I would say when it comes to familiarity, uh, the kids at Newburn and West Craven are, probably have a, uh, a a much bigger. Uh, they, they grew up together. Uh, many of them have probably spent some time at, at, at one of the other schools. Or when it comes to the uh, rec, the rec leagues, as, as you're uh, you know playing in, in youth sports, uh, oftentimes you've played on the same uh, rec uh, league teams as, uh, as some of the kids you're going to face off against. So that's the part that makes it, I think, the mo- uh, the most unique. I think yes, you're right. West Craven and Havelock have a great rivalry. They were conference rivals forever. The two schools were built the same year. Oh wow! Um, and have an identical. Uh, floor plan for the most part. So there's a there's always been a special one West Craven Havelock and then Newburn Havelock, of course. 
but uh, but yeah, I would say between uh, all of the Craven County schools, uh, this is a, the uniqueness of this is I think more so about the kids and just growing up that these kids probably spent more time together either on the same teams or competing against uh, one another in those uh, in the in you know when they were competing in youth sports, but. It is definitely going to be special, and West Craven hasn't won uh, since an uh, I think a double overtime game in 2019 that they won 14 to 13. Newbern's had the better side of that uh, that rivalry in recent years, but again, West Craven a lot of expectations this year, so we'll see what happens on the on Friday night here. It's uh, it'll be the first road game of the season for Newbern, but uh, if you're going to have your first road game, it's nice that it's just down the road in Vanceboro. Absolutely. Uh, that voice you listen to is Mark Panicelli, the Dean of ENC Sports Talk host. And last thing about that. Now, yes, I'm going to put you on the spot here, Mark Panicelli. You are a proud mm. West Craven graduate. Uh, what, what class, what year? Uh, 92. Class of 92. Mark Panicelli, West Craven High School. Yet you're the voice of Newburn Bears football. I, how, how how do you keep that balanced inside yourself? I mean, I know, dude, you love your you you, you love your West Craven guys, and you love your alma mater. But uh, at being the voice of the Newburn Bears too, that's it's got to tug at your your heartstrings a little bit, there, dude. Brian, I'm there to do a job, and uh, <laughs> we hope we had a good game on Friday. And um, I always. You know, look, I, I enjoy going to Jordan Stadium and, and um, so many uh, fond memories. Um, uh, and, and like I said, just, you know, not only, you know, my time spent there, my daughter just graduated uh, from West Craven as well. So it's, it absolutely is a special place. Um, and, uh, and I love going back there. And it's, you know, like I said, I think as far as rooting interest goes, you know, look, I mean, you know, man, I'm a, you're a broadcaster. You try to go right down the the middle, right? Uh, you know, I want to. I'd love to see a good game, um, and uh, and of course, you were never going to get me to pick a game here on the radio. But off the air, I'll let you know what I think. I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it. I just wanted to, you know, dude, look, dude, dude, dude. I know how you are, and see, you and I are old school too. We're not like some of these new broadcasters. We're old school and. That uh, you remember the, the no cheering on press row. Now that's mostly for print media, I guess, because I guess if you've got a, a mic in front of you, uh, whoever it is that you're covering, you, you, you sort of get a little emotional, but I'm telling you, that's, what's been tough the last couple of weeks. We're not even really tough, but you know, we were at green central for the North and North game. We were at Kinston for uh, green central versus Kinston. So I, you know, that's what, when you're covering both teams like that, it doesn't hurt to get a little excited for both of them, but see, you're like, you guys are the official station of, uh, you know, the new bears. We're just, we're the official station of the high school football fan. Okay. Nice. I like that. <laughs> are you rolling your eyes? You're, I, I heard the eye roll over the, <laughs> over the telephone line there, dude. I like it. You know, you don't, you don't ruffle any feathers that way. You know, you just sort of sailing along there in a, in a nice calm sea but uh, i like that i like that hey, is your game Good. friday or thursday they moved our game up to thursday uh we're doing parody oh, county gosh. yep um well i mean well, they, they moved it because i guess it was actually even before the season started so i shouldn't say they moved it like they just did it in the last week or so but we we've got six games in our area this week and three are on thursday three are on friday what is your what does your schedule look like 
Well, I haven't peered at any uh, uh, changes yet. Um, I mean, obviously, here we go with the fun part of the year where hurricanes start to, uh, you know, meander into our uh, our sports world. But uh, as far as I know yet, uh, there has been has uh, I don't know of any changes yet. So, but uh, as you and I are talking, I am perusing Twitterverse to see. Uh, yeah, right now, uh, still Friday as far, as far as we know. So, but that that brings up a good point for everybody listening. Whether you're going to uh, games, there's tons of games coming on this week. Do pay attention to that because games could quite possibly be moved uh, based on how uh, this week plays out. So, um, Which I, I don't know about you, uh, but broadcaster preference. Would you rather have the Thursday move up or the Monday move back? Oh, which which one would you prefer? There, there's not even a comparison there. I would rather have the Thursday. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm being very sincere. Yes. I would rather have the Thursday if you if your game is scheduled for Friday. Well, see, but what they're looking at and uh, is possibly these Thursday games might be moved to Friday. I don't think there's going to be rain on Friday there because they're thinking yeah. the storm is coming up from uh, I guess from Cuba and all that. Yes, I'm rubbing my brow because uh, you know I work for the county too and all that, and they're thinking it could be pretty bad Wednesday night into Thursday. I think by the time yeah. Thursday night rolls around. All the rain's going to be moved out, but if it, if this if this storm slows down at all, Mark, then it's going to be Thursday night, uh, probably hitting us uh, midday Thursday into Thursday night, and uh, and again, that's our game is Thursday night is uh, Wake Christian at Parrot Academy, and I'm wondering, like I said, we're going to have Matt Beeman here on in our second hour, so I'll be able to directly yeah. ask him that here. But to answer your question, uh, I, I there's not even. I mean, it's a hundred percent. I would rather have a Friday game moved up to Thursday than to be moved over the weekend. And I guarantee you, coaches are the same way too. I mean, they hate they would hate having a le- one less day to prepare if it's moved up. But yeah. dude, when you move that into the next week, you're mo- you're messing with their game prep, dude. Because I know I, I know I can speak for your coaches too. Because I know our coaches in our area, dude. They start game prep on Saturday, so I, they play mm-hmm. Friday night. They're already looking at film. Then Sunday afternoon, that's when they meet with all their coaches to get a game plan ready, and then they dive head first in that game plan on Monday. So if you've moved a Friday game back to Monday, you talk about messing up, uh, messing not tradition, messing up. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, dude? Uh, <sighs> your uh, process, your procedure, your, your procedure. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, you're, yeah. you're on the right track then you're, you're messing with that. I mean, you're messing it up by three days because they're preparing routine. for the, Routine. Thank you. Good Lord. Why could I not think? Did you break your thesaurus <laughs> out for me, or was that the thesaurus no, in no, your no. brain? It's my mental thesaurus. I love it, your mental thesaurus. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, and, and it's the same thing with us. I mean, dude, I want to, on Monday mornings here on the Brian Hanks Show, and I know Monday afternoons on the drive with Mark Panicelli, you want to spend that time talking about the games that took place uh, the following week, not previewing games that are taking place tonight, right? Yeah, I'm I'm definitely in the in the Thursday realm. Um, I did want to bring this up just to to make it even more complicated. Uh, <laughs> just and again, do be prepared. Even if the if the storm goes through on uh, th- first off, let's just hope it it blows through. We we have no issue and and we're you know 
may be slightly inconvenienced for a day because it's raining. Uh, but we do know if there's some issue, again, hopefully we're not waking up on Friday with school closures yeah. or because that would also throw a, a complete uh, uh, wrench into the system as far as that goes. But, again, let's just hope it, it goes past. And hopefully, you know, again, we're not just looking at this because the, the month of September is that month as we – wrap up this month of August, September for North Carolina is typically the busiest hurricane time. So let's just hope, let's hope this is uh, the only one that we have to dodge and move around and wonder what the football schedule is going to be like. But it feels like in recent years, it, it is just, it's a, just a, a part of the, of the, of the normal part of the season, you're going to have some weird week that's going to throw everything into craziness, and you're going to have weird games moved uh, to either later in that uh, following week or sometime later in the season. But it seems to be with great regularity now that we get that at least one weekend. Well, dude, it this happened uh, oh, several years ago uh, at North Lenore. The way their schedule ended up getting moved around because of hurricanes and storms and everything, dude. They played four games in 15 days, dude. Four. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I, I'd never seen that before in my life. It was uh, it, it was crazy. It was just absolutely crazy. I did I did a game during Hurricane Matthew that was West Craven and Havelock, and they played half the game. And then, and then they played the second half of the game literally like a month later. So, first time I'd ever done a game that lasted a month. Took an entire month to complete. But uh, <laughs> let's hope we don't have anything like that. I agree. Okay, we got a lot to talk about. But I do want to – I haven't hit our Friday night scores yet. I was waiting for to get you up here to do that. Kenston beat Green Central 34-29. to I'm going to have uh, that game posted up on uh, the Brian Hanks Show Facebook page so you can listen to that. As one file, dude, I didn't break it up between uh, <laughs> uh, pregame. And so, uh, dude, it's like a five-and-a-half hour. Was it five-and-a-half hours? Uh, yes, because we went to like 1030. So, a uh, five-and-a-half-hour file. But you can fast-forward and everything. It'll be up on our SoundCloud feed. But, uh, man, a hell of a game. Kenston beat Green Central. Both teams now one-and-one. One. South and North beat Jones Senior 42 to nothing. South North is now one-and-one. Jones Senior falls to 0-2 and, and, in fact, have given up uh, something crazy. Like They've been outscored 104 to nothing in their two games so far this year, dude. So, uh, Farville Central beats North of North 74-36. to It's the second most points ever surrendered by North of North. And in the second most points ever scored in a North of North football game. And they've scored – they've played – like 615 games or something like that, and uh, the 110 points was the second most points ever scored in a North North football game. But again, like I said, the second most points ever surrendered by the Hawks. Parrot Academy came back, in, or they didn't come back. Parrot Academy jumped out big, defeated uh, Northwest Halifax 49-26. to Dude, we're going to have Paul Cornwell on in our second hour. How about Aiden Grifton beating Martin County 17-7, to and now the Chargers are 2-0, and dude. That's pretty impressive. The beating the fighting Marcos, the the high school formerly known as Riverside. There you go. There you go. But I'm just talking more about Aiden Grifton, who went 0-10 last year. They hadn't won a game since 2021. Paul Cornwell gets in there, and they're now 2-0, and and they were massive underdogs in both games, dude. And they played Kenston this week. Well, if you're going to have some – we've talked about it. 
what's the magic formula? It's, it's, it's Paul Cornwell back at Aiden Griffin. And so uh, two wins in two weeks, uh, it is, you know, it, it feels, everything feels right. Uh, in Aiden Griffin today, doesn't it? It really does, man. It absolutely really does. Okay, and then uh, the final. Uh, you know what? I, I know Jason Bryant is uh, is uh, listening right now, so this will be a – I'm going to let you be a judge here, okay? I'm going to present this okay. to you. No, I'm being very, very serious. We need a judgment call on this, and I'm going to let you, Mark Panicelli, make the call, okay? I'm not going to tell you who picked who. Can you hear me all right? Yes. Yes. Okay. I, it sounded like you. Uh, it sounded like we had a little, uh, little connection problem. Dude, this is going to be good. I, Coach Jimmy Smith is listening. I don't know if Paul is listening. I know Jason is listening. You get to be the judge, and I'm going to present this to you as, as fairly as possible. Not letting you know what side I lean on one way or another. Okay. You ready? Okay. Here we go. Bethel Christian Academy played uh, uh, Friday night. They played their first game in a couple of years, or so we thought it was a game. So we went ahead and put it in our picks. Okay. Everybody went down the line. We picked uh, Bethel against uh, Liberty Christian out of Richlands. I'm not going to tell you how I picked or how anybody picked. Well, it turns out, though, after the game that it was not an official game, but that it was just a scrimmage. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, and we do know who won the game. Uh, or I'm doing air quotes here who won it since it was a scrimmage, but they didn't keep the score on the scoreboard. They just called it a scrimmage. So judge Mark Panicelli, do you have your robe and your uh, wig on and everything? That's all I'm, that's all I have on. I have, I have <laughs> nothing but a robe and I'm holding a gavel. <laughs> Is that how you sleep usually? <laughs> that's it. Yes. I wake up really judgy on Monday. <laughs> you wake up. Well, good. Well, you're getting to be the judge here. Should that game or scrimmage count in our standings? And I think absolutely I not. Absolutely not. It's a scrimmage game. Dang, Do you count dang, any of these preseason dang. games uh, as towards the playoffs? Do, do, do the Ravens get to count any of these these preseason games? No, it's a, it's a scrimmage game. There's there's no game. Jason Bryant, you heard that. Which, by the way, you fell on the side. <laughs> no, you fell on the side of Jason and I. Uh, I think. Uh, long story short. Three of us uh, uh, picked uh, Liberty Christian. Two of us picked uh, Bethel, and uh, or vice versa. I can't even remember what it was. And uh, I, I feel like I presented that as fair. Did you feel like I was biasing you one way or the other? I have no idea who you picked based on what you told me. There you go. I'm assuming sir. you picked Bethel Christian. Bethel Christian, though, right? No, I actually picked Liberty. Oh, okay. See, see, look. I would have been wrong. <laughs> See, I'm going to have to clip this because I can already tell you, Paul's going to be uh, mad about it. And uh, I think Coach Smith also picked Bethel. Two of them picked Bethel, the other three of us. Uh, Keith Spence is listening, too. I wonder, uh, I can't remember who he picked. I don't have her. It's in my computer bag. I don't remember. But anyway, long story short, thank you, Judge Panicelli. You have made a, I, I think you were very fair in your judgment there. And uh, thanks. Okay. I'll, I'll send you the 20 later. Okay. <laughs> nice. I appreciate it. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Uh, this week's games, Davis Hotel Tire Game of the Week. We've got three games on Thursday. We will be at Hodges Field at Parrot Academy. Wake Christian at Parrot. Both teams one and one. Uh, North and North is going to be at home for their first home game of the season as they'll take on CB Acock. Uh, North and North is 0-2. Acock is 2-0. and 
And then Green Central, who is 1-1, one one, will be traveling to Wilson-Bettingfield, who is 0-2. Friday, we've got three games. Kinston is at Aiden Grifton. Uh, Kinston is 1-1 one one overall. Aiden Grifton is 2-0. Uh, Dixon is at South Lenore. Dixon is 0-2. South Lenore is 1-1. One and, one. and then Jones Sr., I, I don't know. We I just feel bad for them. Mm-hmm. They're 0-2 and, and, again, have been outscored 104 to nothing in their losses to uh, South Lenore and East Columbus. North Duplin is 2-0. and They're 2-0, and but they've won their two games by a total of three points, Mark. I mean, it's, it's wild. It's wild. Um, can I can I throw in real quickly please, too? Uh, please. Just want to just want to update everybody. Uh, Havelock two and zero after a win against Laney on uh, on Friday night. So the Rams head into a bye week two and zero on the season. West Craven I, I fell to East Duplin. Uh, Newbern, of course, uh, with the win against Northern Guilford. Uh, Newbern and West Craven will play each other on Friday. It was Croatan over Pamlico uh, on uh, on last Friday. And then uh, if you look at Pig County. This, this would shock everybody. You mentioned it. The two uh, undefeated schools in Pitt County are Aiden Griffin and South Central, as both of those teams won uh, to start off uh, to, to 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 start off the season two and zero. And then uh, J. H. Rose again. I was a little shocked to see Northeastern come back and win that game. So they are one and one. D. H. Conley did bounce back uh, and get a win. So they are one and one as well. But just uh, some updates from Craven and Pitt County from over the weekend, but I think a little bit of a surprise there. If you were to put odds on it, uh, you'd have probably had Rose and Conley as your undefeated Pitt County schools, uh, not not the Chargers and the Falcons. But uh, but there you go. We're ready for week three. And dude, add the Jaguars of Farmville Central there too, man. They're two and right. Yep. After uh, their, uh, I tell you what, man. You talk about a program that has bounced back, and it's Farmville Central. Listen, yeah, we got 15 minutes left. We haven't even talked about the main thing I want to talk to you about. And uh, you and I and Paul and I guess Scott, all four of us are on a on a text chain or a whatever you want, whatever these kids call it when, you know, four people at one time text. Is it a text chain? What do they call it, dude? Uh, group. Group chat. Yeah, there you go, dude. Like, I, I'm well, Linda's <laughs> sitting across from me, too, mouthing group, group. So, uh, yeah, group chat. Yeah, dude, I, dude, come on, man. I'm old. I, technology is not my friend, but I'm telling you, dude, had a lot of, had a lot of fun watching the Daytona race until what, uh, five, six laps left. And I got to tell you, we've seen you, you're an old time NASCAR fan. I am too. We've seen some scary wrecks, uh, through the years. It's been a minute since I've seen one that reminded me of uh, Ryan Priest's uh, accident, uh, like I said, with about six laps left in uh, that race Saturday night. I just wanted to get your impressions of it and uh, just just your thoughts on that, and then we'll talk about the race results here in a second. It was one of the most violent crashes that I've seen in, in Daytona or Talladega in quite some time. It looked like something... From the 80s and 90s, I think about, uh, you know, Ricky Craven's fiery crash in the 90s. I mean, it just, it was 10 flips. The car, I think, at one point was, uh, gosh, stories in the air and just barrel rolling. The testament to um, to modern racing, and again, I think some of this is just to just, I mean, thank God that uh, that Ryan Priest came out of this and, and, and walked. Stepped out of the car and laid himself on the gurney uh, before he was uh, taken for uh, tests at a, at a local medical center. And so, 
it, it was really scary. But as I said, the testament is to safety advances that, you know, let's face it, I, I don't know where uh, uh, Ryan Priest would be today. It was, was absolutely uh, just frightening. I think we all sat there to make sure he was okay. And, um, uh, you know, again, it was just one of the worst wrecks that you'd ever seen. Um, and it's just remarkable when you see a guy uh, survive that. And, and again, it's, um, I always miss this, this quote of Ernest Hemingway has this great quote about uh, uh, that, that mountain climbing and, and bullfighting and, and auto racing are the only real true sports and all the rest of them are games. Uh, because I mean, the putting your life on the line that, that, that happens in motorsports gets illustrated when you watch a crash like that. I mean, you are literally, as you're watching it, holding your breath thinking, I don't know how this is going to turn out for Ryan Priest. But it, it did. He's okay. So far, the tests have, uh, have come back. And, um, and again, just grateful that, that, you know, that he is okay. I mean, the last time we got scared like this was Ryan Newman. Um, who had, but I mean, this wreck was, from a visual standpoint, it looked, it was just one of the worst wrecks I'd ever seen. So it was good. And the racing was, uh, was pretty decent. So I'm glad, obviously, that, uh, that could have really dampened the evening, uh, of the, the spirit of the evening, uh, for sure. But, uh, you know, again, just thank, thank goodness that he's all right. I tell you what, man, one of the things that, uh, and that voice again, you're listening to Mark Panicelli here uh, live on the Brian Hank Show uh, this morning, talking about the uh, NASCAR race at Daytona on Friday night or on Saturday night. And I'm telling you, dude, uh, two things here. First, just the pause of when the car stopped. I mean, a lot of times it only takes, you know, maybe three, four, even maybe up to 10 seconds, and you'll see the net come down. That's what scared me the most, man, is when he didn't take his own net down. And. Yeah. And it took, what, probably 45 seconds to a minute for the uh, rescue officials to get there. And you knew someone is sitting, and dude, as much around media as you and I have been through the years, did you notice they started just doing aerial shots and, you know, they didn't show any replays of the wreck, which nope. I thought was very classy. I mean, I you know, because you don't know yeah. what's going on. They held off on that. They tried not to, didn't get, they didn't, you know, get uh, close-in shots of the car itself because I think they were afraid to take close-in shots of the car itself. The net didn't go down until the rescue official got there. That is what scared me, Mark, is I was watching that, and I'm like, this – and Scott's sitting here watching it with me here at uh, the, house, uh, the uh, home front here, and, you know, we're sitting here watching it and going, and I, I just – I tried to prepare Scott. I was like, this, this might not be good. And when he got out of the car and it, he climbed out of the car, dude – I felt like a thousand pounds came off my shoulders. How, how did you feel when you saw that? Yeah, I think when you really notice it is um, when all the drivers in the booth don't say anything. And, yep, of course, yep. the NBC crew is, you know, Dale Earnhardt and Jeff Burton. Um, and, I mean, at one point it just gets quiet. And every now and then Rick Allen is saying something to – to just briefly narrate the aerial scene, as you mentioned, but it was the eerie silence of the otherwise loudmouth television broadcasters. Uh, that, and again, these are drivers, so I think they were sitting there uh, holding their collective breaths as well, waiting to see what was going to happen. And so, um, you know, we we were really fortunate in that case. Um, 
I, you know, it's one of the things I dislike about restrictor plate racing. Um, you know, but maybe that's just another conversation for another day. Um, it's so random how uh, you can win or lose these races. It can be exciting to watch, but oftentimes, you know, it just seems, you know, again, it's spectacular crashes, and, and then there's always a big one that wipes out half the field. So um, that part of it's probably the less appealing part of restrictor plate racing. But, you know, uh, I don't see NASCAR making <laughs> Uh, any changes away from from it anytime soon. But that being said, congratulations to uh, Bubba Wallace, who yeah. is the benefactor of the of the third win of the season by Chris Busher. And how about that? The first one to finish for Roush Racing in nine years, as uh, Brad Keselowski finishes second. I know it did your heart well. I think it was Ford's one, two, three, and five, and. Uh, you, I, I, and, and you made sure to lay it lay it really, really hard into Paul Whittington that Chase Elliott did not make the <laughs> playoffs on, on Saturday night. But uh, that being said, uh, it was, um, again, thoroughly entertaining, my, minus the crash. Absolutely. Uh, last thing about the crash, and, I, and we really uh, – but i got to give you an opportunity – NASCAR is just really, I, I, you know, because to me, the line of demarcation, and don't get it twisted, NASCAR was concerned about safety, and I'm not trying to sit here and say, oh, they used, they used to want wrecks and people dying. That'd be the most idiotic statement I could ever make. But I think the line of demarcation for crashes was obviously in uh, February of 2001 when uh, Dale Earnhardt died. And I think, that, not that, again, let me restate this. I don't want anybody, you know, taking this and, oh, Brian Hanks said, NASCAR wanted people to die. They didn't want people to die, but they really started taking safety seriously after the face of the sport died in February of uh, 2020 or 2001 in Daytona to see how far they have come, Mark. And you've been a lifetime NASCAR fan to see how far they've come from when you and I were watching it in the eighties and we saw barrel rolls all the time to when Dale Earnhardt died and even to what happened on Saturday night, dude. This sport has come a, a doggone long way in uh, in driver safety, hasn't it? It has, and I mean, you don't even have to go back that far, or even, just a little bit further than those than the years you're talking about, Dale Earnhardt in 2001. Um, but there was a time. I mean, when you go back into the 60s and 70s. And you hear interviews from old race car drivers. They tell you, you know, it was just part of the game. You knew you were going to lose a friend at some point in the season, someone that you worked with. And, yeah, I think auto racing in a car definitely, and especially in that particular time, the real uh, innovation at that time was certainly the soft walls. But the head and neck restraint uh, system, the Hans device, which – you know, again, it took uh, the deaths of, of Kenny Irwin, Adam Petty, and then Dale Earnhardt to force NASCAR to say, listen, we, you've got to wear this because we're getting a repetitive injury, which was a basal skull fracture at that time. Um, but, you know, again, they, they've done remarkable things with safety. It will be impossible to make it completely 100% safe. Um, but, man, yeah, there's no doubt it's it's – it's incredibly different than it was 20 years ago. And I mean, generations better than it was, uh, uh, 40 years ago. So, 
you know, let's let's hope it continues, you know, on that trend. And and uh, gosh, if only the one thing I love about auto racing that's always done is things that happen at the racetrack often lead to innovations on your cars at home. Those things have somewhat dissipated over the years. But man, I really wish we could find a way to take some of the safety. Uh, that we've gained in auto racing and figure out how we could how we could uh, make that happen for our everyday vehicles. But anyway, that's another story for another day. Yeah, but you're absolutely right there, dude. Uh, Mark Panicelli on here with us for the next couple minutes. And let's uh, just real quick, like, I mean, uh, is there anybody the, who won the race on uh, Saturday night, Chris Buescher, who's now won three of the previous five races, including back-to-back races a couple weeks ago, Dude, is there anybody going into the playoffs hotter than him right now? I mean, I would have said before the season started, hey, look out for Chris Buescher, or I'm probably even I'm tearing his name up, I'm sure. But uh, just to me, this really came out of nowhere and has established himself, I think, as one of the favorites to win the championship. Yeah, um, I think so. I mean, he's, he's really hot. I, his wins have come, obviously, you know, here in the, in the last month or so. So I would definitely circle them as, as one of the favorites. William Byron's been really good for most of the year. Uh, and has recently won. I would circle him. Um, but, you know, again, often is the case. It, it feels like the, the, the teams that often have the best regular season uh, don't always have the best postseason. But, you know, we'll find out. Um, and again, I – it's very odd. Don't you agree that the, the regular season championship is a little odd thing? I mean, <laughs> Truex gets it. Uh, he didn't even win the most races in the first half of the season. And this is the even crazier part, winning it. And he's not even the number one seed in the playoffs because William Byron is. None of this makes any sense to me. I just I, – I don't how many times I've said this. The one thing about NASCAR, that is stupid. Okay, <laughs> there are things stupid. I, I don't understand it. It makes no sense. And a lot of it just seems like, I don't know, somewhere between irrelevance and redundancy. So I just, the regular season championship is something that makes no sense to me whatsoever. I was comparing, it's so funny that you would bring that up, Mark, because when uh, I had Paul on on Friday and we were talking about the same thing, and I said, what has lesser meaning to uh, a, a team or a franchise or an individual or anything, the NFC championship trophy or the, right, I give you three choices here, dude, the NFC slash AFC championship trophies, the Western conference slash Eastern conference, uh, in the NBA, uh, championship, uh, whatever it is they give out or the regular season NASCAR championship trophy, which by the way, you got to admit was a pretty good looking trophy. I, you know, I got a pretty good look at it, but dude, which of the three of those are the least meaningful? <laughs> it's got to be the NASCAR one. I mean, again, you don't get anything for it. You get a trophy, and then you might not even be the number one seed. I mean, at least with the other ones, you get a trip to the championship game yeah, or the yeah, yeah. or the or the finals. I mean, with this, you don't you don't get anything uh, except hey, congratulations, you're our regular season <laughs> champ, and you get a lifetime supply of riceroni. There you go. Well, I, of course, you know, Paul being the savant that he is, I was like, who even knows who won the regular season championship in 2019? Of course, he just rattles it right off. Oh, okay, exactly. 
<laughs> exactly. So I said, dude, you know, if you put a hundred NASCAR fans and stood them up and said, Hey, who won last year's regular season championship? I bet you 10 P 10 na- people who call themselves NASCAR fans couldn't tell you. And I still stand by that. Is it Ross Chastain? Dude, I don't even remember. He told me. Hey, how about that, dude? He told me that on Friday, what, three <laughs> days ago, and I've already forgotten, okay? Yeah, it, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it does not at all. Listen, Mark Panicelli, who you got on today, dude, from 5 to 6 p.m. on 107.5 FM? Well, we're super excited this week uh, because we, Brian and I haven't talked about it, but he will before long. College football starts this yes, week, sir. man. We got NC State taking on UConn and Wake Forest and Elon, North Carolina, South Carolina, ECU, Michigan, Clemson, Duke. So excited. Uh, but we're going to talk, uh, we're going to finish up our NFL talk today, too. We're actually going to, we've done every division. Kyle Gaskins and I are going to do the AFC East, and uh, that will finish our NFL preview, getting set for. Uh, my final Friday before the NFL season because next week is Labor Day. There you go. Labor Day weekend. And the AFC is very near and dear to your heart for sure. Listen, Mark Panicelli, can't wait to do the home and home with you on Wednesday. And uh, let's hope let's hope these storms stay away from us. Absolutely. Absolutely. There you go. Uh, Mark, thank you so much. We'll see you on Wednesday, buddy. Happy Monday, Brian. Happy Monday to you. As we wrap up the first hour of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Coming up next, Sarah Fim Smith coming in here, bringing in a, a cup of coffee. Can't wait to talk to him on the Brian Hanks Show. <laughs>